0: You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast.
1: All right, we are live. Hello, hello. Thank you, everybody, for watching Unite America First. My name is Will Johnson. Tonight we have Mr. Barry. We have Ms. Annie with us. We have a lot to talk about. While uh, we get started, or before we get started, I need to go to my Facebook and make sure everyone is, can see it. I'm going to start tagging everybody. So in the meantime, you guys want to just talk a little bit about what is America, the the America Truth Project?
2: I can kick that off, Will. Thanks for having both of us. Uh, American Truth Project is the result of, at least from my perspective, a 35-year career uh, in and around politics uh, in the United States. Uh, Actually, it's a little bit longer than that, but I don't want to show my age too easily. Uh, I started in politics years and years ago in Sacramento, California, uh, actually writing speeches uh, for the House Assembly members, and I got very involved in politics at that time from the inside out. So I began to learn about the process, and I had studied political science in school and considered it not only an honor but an obligation as an American to be involved in the political process. And over the last, I'd say, eight, ten years, I've become very concerned about the state of affairs in America. And the American Truth Project is an outgrowth uh, in response to what has been happening in America, uh, both in terms of internal uh, policy and external American policy. And uh, about a year and a half, or maybe a year after starting, Inaz Annie Cyrus came aboard and she brings the perspective that I don't have, coming from an American background, uh, being worried about what's happening to America, she brings the perspective of someone that has actually escaped from what we want to prevent from happening in the United yes. States.
1: So how did, how did, exactly how did you meet each other? Was it online or was it at a convention or a rally, march? We oh, no,
3: at- you know, it, it's it's an old habit of mine. Well, I actually have this energy where I sense people who tell the truth. And one day I was just sitting at home, and this energy came to my ear. Call Barry Newsbaum. Call Barry Newsbomb. <laughs> I just found his phone number, called him like, listen, you're telling the truth, please let me be part of it. Okay, I know you all know that that was made of a story.
2: I think we have to give credit to... Um, a very, very good friend of Annie, which is uh, Jamie Glasoff, who I had interviewed a number of times. I used to guest host for uh, several years on uh, the Dr. Gina Show, and Jamie was a guest of mine there a number of times, and um, he arranged actually the match between us, thinking we were both on the same page and we really ought to get together. I think our first meeting uh, in person that was supposed to last about 20 minutes went most of a day. And we've been together ever since.
1: Wow, that's awesome. But my story is. I'm sorry?
3: My story was more fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No question. Um, I'll probably have to agree with you. Well, I really want to thank both of you for joining me. Um, I have some, actually, I have some video clips, you know, doing a show that I want to show you guys uh, and kind of get your opinion on it. And this these are these are video clips from when I went to the uh, march against Sharia here in Sacramento. And I I had the opportunity to go talk to a couple Muslims that told me what Sharia law was about and and I had actually there were some Muslims there that said there's no such thing as Sharia and, you know and so it kind of yeah it kind of threw me back. I'm going to play these clips for you and you guys can get your own opinion. And, and it was, it, one, one, one of the gentlemen uh, made a comment in one of the videos saying that uh, when I was there, I tra- he asked me, what side am I on? And I said, I'm on the side of America. And it kind of threw me back, with his, his response. You know, he said, uh, I know your intentions. He said, your intentions are not, uh, what was the exact word? <laughs> it, 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 it threw me off completely. He said I didn't have good intentions and it just threw me off. So, let me play let me play one of these clips for you and then we come back and I'm going to ask you another question. Okay? Sure, That's go for good. it. Okay, here we go.
4: Excuse
1: me, you said the seven pillars of Islam? Five. Five pillars. The five pillars of Islam is what? That's Sharia? Oneness of God. Right. Prayer,
5: charity,
1: uh, fasting. Okay. Judge, and uh, giving uh, charity yeah cuz I know here in the, I, know the, I know the state in California they're teaching kids in schools the seven pillars of Islam
5: they, everybody should have religious literacy everybody should learn about other religions it's crucial to it's crucial to a good okay. education so,
4: so, nice to so, so, right so the five pillars right of Islam of is Sharia exactly.
5: yes. yeah. Praying is Sharia, fasting is Sharia.
4: Thank you. Loving your neighbor is Sharia, loving each other is Sharia, helping people out is Sharia, charity is Sharia. Excuse me, you said the seven
1: pillars of Islam? Five. Five. The five pillars of Islam is what? That's Sharia? Oneness of God. So let me make sure. Are you able to hear that or no?
3: I was not able to hear anything, but I can make a lot of comments if you want. Seriously, without hearing anything, I'm more than happy to make comments.
1: I'm not sure why you can't okay, hear that.
3: <laughs> number one, the lady who's lecturing you, she's not a Muslim. Because if she's a Muslim, she wouldn't show arms, she wouldn't show hair. So anything she said, I would right. disregard. But let's hear what she said, actually.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, let me see if I can figure why. They... You know what? I apologize. I know why you can't hear it. No worries. <clears throat> So, yeah. So let me let me move on a little bit. And then I, I'll off while we while I, uh While I fix that, maybe you can answer another question. Um, I think you uh, mentioned it just briefly a second ago about how long you've been doing this. Had, so was this was this like a couple of years that you've been doing it?
2: Um, American Truth Project is, is a couple of years old, but the process of me being involved politically is coming up on 40 years. So what American Truth Project became is uh, the embodiment of a lifetime, adult lifetime of being involved in politics and being very personally worried about the future of our country that we know and love in its present form. This country of America is under constant attack from enemies that we have invited inside our borders that are now helping shape American policy. And the purpose of ATP is to educate people about this threat and to get people off their tushies and get involved in protecting their country, or they're going to lose their country. And it's not going to be in decades. We're seeing it happen every single day, and the vast majority of Americans are not involved because they don't understand how real this is
1: i completely agree uh, well
3: if you don't mind me jumping in real quick just, ahead, just want to add, add another point to what barry said uh, one thing i emphasize when it comes to american truth project i emphasize on it a lot i would agree that there are many nonprofit organizations out there who are doing a great job on educating americans on what is islam and what's islamization all that what makes us Uh, A little bit different is we just don't tell them what's the problem. We actually tell them what's the solution. So we actually have experts who are working around the clock to investigate every single event, come back and say, okay, Americans, here's the problem, and here's how we can solve it. So that's the second thing I would add to the fact that uh, the existence of American Truth Project isn't just a nonprofit organization trying to educate people. It's also a nonprofit organization to try to help people, very said to get them off their tissue, to get involved. That's, that's how we do it. We're like, okay, this is the solution. Now get up and do it.
1: I agree. One thing I was going to say is that <clears throat> I've been, actually, I tell a lot of people the same thing that we're about to lose this country. And you guys actually see as far as, you know, globally what's going on. And you know, and I, I don't really pay too much attention to the globe. Uh, my whole thing is uh, United America First and I kind of pay attention to what's been happening here in America. And because what's happening here is gonna, my opinion, gonna affect the rest of the world. And I think they're, they're working so hard to try to bring this country down, to try to, you know, even, even like Islamic terrorists are trying to infiltrate the country. And these liberals are like inviting them in to bring the chaos. You know, one thing, because I don't know too much about Islam other than what, you know, I've seen online and what uh, people have told me. And, you know, what I'm learning from you. So I've actually taken time out and I went and bought this book. It's pig. It's the politically incorrect guide to Islam. So I'm trying to educate myself as much as possible. And, you know, because I don't know everything and I probably never will, of course. But I think we as Americans, we really try to, we need to wake up to what's actually happening. I mean, there's multiple videos, multiple people coming out talking about how they're trying to infiltrate America. And we have these liberals bringing them in. And the reason why I think they're trying to bring them in the Islamic terrorists, because I don't think Muslims are bad, because I actually have Muslim friends that I talk to. The problem is, is that they're trying to bring in people to you know, create this whole uh, destruction area, this chaos is going on in America. They're trying to create more of it, and the reason why I think that because they want it to be so bad that where the UN possibly can come in. I mean, it's all my opinion. It's all theory, but I can see a lot of that taking place.
2: Let's build on what you just said. I think you've launched the discussion in the right uh, vein. You've got a guide to what Islam says, right? And what I always tell my audiences when I do speeches and I have an hour or an hour and a half in front of a large group is I ask somewhere in that hour I'm in front of a lot of educated people that want to know more, how many of you, by a show of hands, have read the Quran and usually I get zero hands and maybe I get one. I urge every American that cares about America to go get an understandable English translation of the Quran. It is a textbook guide to the takeover plan for the entire planet Earth and then there's that Look around the country, Will, to decide who's following that plan and who isn't. You know, it reminds me of the 1920s in Germany. A crazy guy, an unemployed painter, wrote a book about his struggle. And his struggle he called Mein Kampf. And that book was a laid out plan on how he was going to take over Germany and then the world. And you know what, Will? Nobody believed him in the beginning. He could have been taken out a 100,000 times, but nobody did. That guy almost destroyed the world, Adolf Hitler. You have a guidebook now that's 1,500 years old, and there are millions and millions and millions of people around the world that follow it verbatim. So if you have Muslim friends, and they're truly your friends, they're not following that book. The people that are following that book that believe it 100% are diametrically opposed to all the values and all the rights that this Constitution in America affords its citizens, and their mission in life is to overthrow this country and fly the Islamic flag over the White House and have this country run by Sharia. It would be the end of Western civilization. As we know it today because so goes America so goes the world
1: yeah it's it's very interesting I have a gentleman that doesn't live too far from me and he was telling me that someone you know he said he believed the person was Muslim but you know you really can't tell because a lot of people mix uh, mix people up because of their complexion but they they said they were they said they were Muslim and they asked him if they could remove the American flag from in front of their house and the flag was, you know, just hanging, how you have it posted up, on, up to the side of the house. They asked him, could they remove it because it's offensive here in America. They said the American flag, the flag behind you, Annie, is offensive. And they would want That's you to why remove it, it. Behind it. Yeah, and they want you to remove it in America. So he went out and he bought a pole and put up a bigger flag. <laughs> but God it bless him. Yeah, but it, I don't understand. So... You know, with the, with, I don't know everything about when it comes to Islam. That's why I'm like bringing you guys on, trying to learn everything I can. But when I was at the march against Sharia at Sacramento, and people are holding the American flag out there, and I went on the other side, the opposing side of America, and they were over there, they were saying that, you know, people don't understand uh, Sharia. And one of the things that stood out to me was that the young lady I was talking to, she said that uh, the five pillars of Islam is Sharia. And they're actually teaching the five pillars of Islam in schools. And she was saying it's uh, Sharia. So no. I wish I could. Uh, let me try to play the clip one more time. And if, it doesn't, if it doesn't work, then I'm going to shoot myself later. But I think, uh-huh. everyone that's, I think everyone that's actually watching it can hear it. I, you want me
3: to put a voiceover on it?
1: <laughs> here, let me just try it one more time.
5: Prayer, charity,
1: uh, fasting, okay, hudge,
4: zakat. And can't hear uh, it. giving. I can't hear it, yeah, brother. I know, here the, okay. I, know the, I know the
1: state in California, they're teaching here at the schools the seven pillars of Islam. All right, so what I'm what I'm gonna do is I'll send you the clips later because they are phenomenal. I mean, I can't believe it. You know what? Let me go ahead and play that again because everyone that is watching. Can hear it. and I'll try to just add a little, bit, a little bit for you here, because it's it's very interesting. People really need to know. So the 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 young lady that's in this video, she's saying she's telling them that the five pillars of of uh, the five pillars of Islam is Sharia. So let me just play it real quick.
5: Everybody should learn about other religions. It's crucial to it's crucial to a good okay. education. So,
4: so, 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 so the right five pillars right of Islam is Sharia. Exactly. Yes.
5: Yeah. Praying Thank is Sharia. Yeah.
4: Fasting is Sharia. Thank you. I, I, Sharia? Loving your neighbor is Sharia. Loving, loving each other is Sharia. Helping people is out is Sharia. Charity so is Sharia. So is Sharia.
1: Okay. So, she was just saying, I, can I ask her a question? You know, are they the, the five pillars of Islam, Sharia? And she said yes. So maybe you can elaborate on it. Because at first, I didn't understand what the five pillars were until I seen actually homework for someone's child and they were showing it to me. So maybe you can elaborate what the five pillars are.
3: No, the five pillars are not the Sharia. Sharia is simply, I actually recently did a um, Because You Asked segment, which is one of the production of American Truth Project. And I answered that question that Sharia simply it's the Islamic laws. So Sharia is what it tells you how to live life, how to wake up, how to go to sleep, how to breathe. I'm not kidding um, How to die um, But five pillars Pillar are actually what makes Islam. Now Sharia Cannot exist without Islam. Islam cannot exist without Sharia. However Sharia is what are the laws Islam is the um, Umbrella so, in order to be a Muslim, you first need to know the five pillars, but then you have to leave by Sharia. Does Anybody, that make sense to you?
2: Tell Will what the five pillars are.
3: Say that again for me?
2: Tell Will what are the five pillars.
3: I will have to translate for you if I go to do that. Sorry, I know them all in Arabic. but So, basically, the first step is you believe in Islam. You become a Muslim by actually doing what's known as Shahada, meaning you will admit verbally from your heart that you believe there's only one God and that's Allah and there's only one prophet and that was Muhammad. That's the very first step. The second step is, uh, okay, there's no English word. It's called Salat, which is you will commit to always doing the proper Prayer of Islam which is five times a day now between different chapters. The time is different and the body language is different but the, the the Five prayers a day is there and then you have Zakat which actually is funny They say charity in English, but no actually Zakat is the Islamic tax. and as a Muslim You pay Zakat and Zakat will partially provide for the growth of Islam So it's not charity Zakat is an Islamic tax, and then we have Fasting which tomorrow is the last day of it and hopefully a lot of bombing will stop after that and then it's the uh, basically Hajj which at some point before dying as a Muslim you will have to travel to Saudi Arabia and Basically do the traditional walk and prayer around Kaaba uh, Which is the house of Allah in Islam? these hmm. five Are just how you become a Muslim, but Sharia is how you live life as a Muslim. Sharia is every step you take within your Islamic life.
1: Huh? So is that so? Is that why they? Because I know when. um, What is it? When they uh, Mecca? uh, What is it? Ramadan's? Is that the, the like the month? of prayer where they do fasting throughout the day and then they eat in the evening, is that correct? And I think so. That's like,
0: Ramadan,
1: yeah. yeah, so like why is it so is that part of the reason because of Sharia why they why they decide to do, you know, particular violence towards people during the during that month or right before it? Does that did, no. Okay, explain that.
3: Okay. So the Ramadan everything that happens in Ramadan from a Muslim, including the prayers, fasting, even Hajj, meaning going to Kaaba or Mecca uh, to see the house of God, including converting a non Muslim to Islam and killing a non believer. Everything is just double precious during Ramadan, and that comes from the Quran itself. There are three verses in Quran where Allah says Ramadan is the holiest month of Islam. Within that month, as a Muslim, if any of your duties that you, you do and commit to will be rewarded double, including killing non-Muslims. Wow. So that's all Sharia. It's Quran by itself. Allah, order by himself. So, you Barry. know, will,
2: uh, will, on that same subject, I want to add to what Annie just told you there are numerous Imams in Great Britain that commented on the violence in Britain that happened during Ramadan. And as we know, Britain has been hit by terrorist attack after terrorist attack, and these Imams in public are stating for all the world to, to hear and see them say these words, that they commend the actions of the observant and the believers during Ramadan, as their reward in paradise will be doubled. Now, can you imagine here in the United States where murder is committed and someone who's not involved in the murder, but he's sort of in the same group, says, hey, way to go, murderer. You're gonna get double the reward for killing people on the other side. That is literally what's happening in Great Britain. And as as I see you shake your head in disgust, Can I tell you something? There are Imams on the pulpit in America today, from coast to coast, saying those same words. And we are doing nothing about those calls to commit murder in the name of Allah. See Well, Barry,
3: we we are doing something about it. Remember, like last year, when the the gay club was, you know, the shooting of the gay club?
1: Going exactly. In Orlando, Florida.
3: Before that, exactly. A week before that, our government issued a visa for an Iranian imam to come in Florida, go to a mosque, and give a speech, and say, you are doing this out of goodness of your heart. Put them out of their misery. Kill them. And two days later, the guy goes and you kill innocent people. That's what we're doing about it. So did, he, power.
1: so did he did he actually go to that mosque before the two days before that?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, I released a video of him giving the, the speech.
1: With wow. the complete translation. Oh so yeah. So how come the media didn't talk about that at all? Are you kidding me?
2: That that's a big part of a, that's a big part of what we do, Will. The the infiltration of America that is taking place can only happen by the permissive attitudes of the vast majority of Americans that are so motivated to prove how progressive they are, to prove that they're not Islamophobes, to prove that they're not uh, racist, to prove that they believe in loving everybody that they're going to invite in and protect the rights, and I put that word in quotation marks because that's not a word that applies here, of the people calling for hatred and destruction and death. And we, as a country, especially our law enforcement, have been so reined in for the last eight years that we are encouraging, under the guidelines of freedom of religion and freedom of speech to protect even the right of those people to call for death and destruction what Annie told you is true that mosque in Florida was the place that the guy that killed all those innocent clubgoers was encouraged to go kill gays and he was told in speeches
1: that he's doing them a favor by killing them and he believed it so, you know, to my understanding, in Canada, if, you know, you go to a, uh, not a, not a Muslim mosque, but if you go to any Catholic or Christian church and the, the pastor reads directly from the Bible about homosexuality, someone can go report them. This is, this, to my understanding, this can take place right now in Canada. If someone leaves the church and they go report them to the authorities, the authorities will go arrest that person the same day because he was speaking out against homosexuality. But here it is in Florida. He goes to a mosque, and they're encouraging them to take him out of their misery because you're doing them a favor. He goes out and actually do the act, and the media doesn't say a word about it. That's, I mean, that's this, our, this is
2: a crazy world I, we live in. Yeah, and it's getting worse. In some places, the civil courts have been replaced by Sharia courts. That's why you've got whole areas of the country, like Dearborn, Michigan, as an example, where female genital mutilation is going on, and law enforcement is doing virtually nothing about it. This is the brutalization of young girls that are held down screaming for their parents, who are half the people holding them down as their genitals are literally cut off because they believe... They're making good Muslim girls.
1: That is just terrible. I mean, that is absolutely terrible. The worst part
3: of it is, again, there has been actual evidence put on the hands of law enforcement that two imams in two mosques in Michigan have been financing the clinics who are doing this inhuman act and nobody's investigating.
1: So are they tied in with Planned Parenthood? Because it kind of sounds like it would be to me. I mean, I can see Planned Parenthood doing the same thing. I mean, they're already killing enough babies. Why not do this? this, No, they're
3: not. However, the cover-up is the same group.
1: They're
3: using the same group of media to do the cover-up for them.
2: You know, Will, you asked an interesting question a second ago, is why is nothing being done about it? I wrote an article a couple weeks ago on on ATP. ATP about a, a law that's been introduced in the state of Maine to ban female genital mutilation. It's a There's a federal law against it, but most states don't have state laws against it. So it makes it easier to prosecute someone who literally scars and brutalizes a young girl. Now, you would think, as an intelligent person, that nobody, unless they were insane, would oppose that law. Wouldn't you think that?
1: Yeah, one would.
2: Guess who came out against it in Maine? The ACLU issued a statement saying protection of young girls is not necessary in the state of Maine, and we oppose the law being adopted.
1: See, I can't even wrap my mind around that. I can't imagine, you know what? I mean, I think I would just lose my my humanity if I ever walked up on something like that and someone just literally said that these little girls don't have, they're basically saying they don't have any rights. They're basically saying that they're not actually people. I mean, they're basically saying well, I'm they're nothing Sharia. but dirt. You got it, Go right
3: there. That's Sharia. Sharia means a girl or a woman is nothing but a property. So no right, no choice, nothing. You just understood
1: Sharia. That's completely disturbing. Why was some? So what happens when? See, that, see that this runs off through me because the first ones that you hear talking about love and tolerance are the left, but then when it comes to these little girls, they look the other way. Look, I I'll mean, give that's, you
2: a pre- example: the march on Washington, the Women's March that had hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people there, put on the stage and honored a Muslim woman who has been preaching the glory of Sharia to everyone that will listen. That lady's name is Linda Sarsour. She teaches and preaches Sharia, actually projects a powerful place for women in society And if you knew more about it, you would be a supporter of Sharia. Now, keep in mind, this is the Sharia. It's the same worldwide, by the way. There's no American version. Either you believe or you don't. So if you're an observant Muslim and you're observing Sharia, as Annie just said, you are property either of your father or hopefully someday of your husband and all your rights come through those men. They decide what to do with your body. They decide what you'll wear. They decide when you leave the house. They decide what you eat. They decide who your friends are. Obviously, you don't vote because you're not intelligent enough. Obviously, you shouldn't drive a car because you don't need a license to go out by yourself. Obviously, you don't need to work unless it's a job they give you. That is Sharia, and that is the law in the countries that are our allies in the Middle East. If you go to Saudi Arabia, you can still be killed for the crime of adultery. And in Sharia, adultery, one of the definitions is you got raped by a man and then you accused him of the rape. And you didn't have two witnesses to verify that he did it. So to protect the honor of the family and the man they can put you to death that's sharia
1: so if you have to have two men two witnesses and they have to be men they can't be women
3: you have to have okay under islam and i will i always say this number because people need to read it go to the fourth surah of quran bring up verse eleven it makes it very clear, a girl in a family, a girl has the right to half of what a boy has the right to. And many other places in Quran and many other places in Hadith has been said a woman is counted as a half of a man. Therefore, a woman's testimony will count as half of a man's testimony. So you either bring three men, to testify to you being raped, or you bring six women to testify. However, between Sunni and Shia, that does have a difference. In Islamic Republic of Iran, you can bring six women, but they cannot be family members. In Saudi Arabia, as a Sunni country, a woman cannot testify to your rape. Are you getting this? This is Sharia. So
2: anyone that says to you, Anyone that preaches Sharia really protects women is either incredibly ignorant, I mean truly ignorant, the dictionary definition, meaning they just don't know, or...
3: Oh, they're suicidal.
2: What's that? <laughs> are they suicidal?
5: They are suicidal.
2: Yeah. So anyone in America that believes in equal rights for women ought to grab a woman that says... Sharia is good for you, and throw her off the stage. And yet, Time Magazine has her as one of their People of the Year. She's won awards from coast to coast, and all those Hollywood celebrities like Madonna were hugging her on stage, and calling her sister, and arm in arm at every protest she goes to, as she's preaching Sharia for women's rights, and these idiots are up there promoting her. As if, hey, look at me! I'm promoting somebody who's different. I'm progressive. I'm inclusive. I'm a loving human being, and they don't realize it's a suicide pact.
1: Wow! I mean, was that was that was by chance? Was that Kathy Griffin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Griffin wasn't in the march, but she's got the same degree of intelligence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I read an article where. Uh, a gentleman was in the court, I think this was Seattle, I might be wrong about the state, but they were in court because the, the, the wife, she wanted a divorce from the from her husband. Well, the judge would not give it to her because they were Muslim, and, they, and uh, the judge was convinced because they were Muslim that he could rape her whenever he wanted to, and she had to accept it and live with it, and there's nothing she could do about it are you familiar with that case I mean it's probably Uh, it's probably really common I would imagine
3: Uh, actually well uh, you know how I'm familiar with that case I was that case in Islamic Republic of Iran when my father sold me to the marriage one day after he beat the crap out of me with a dislocated shoulder bruised eye and a cracked open lip I went to the court and asked for a divorce And here's what I got in return. Young lady, you better behave and obey your man so he wouldn't stop eating you. Now go home and make
1: him happy. Are you kidding me? That is terrible.
3: It is terrible, but I'm not kidding you.
1: That's terrible. I can't even imagine that. You know, I have two sisters and I can't even imagine that, you know, and both of them are married. But I I can't imagine that if their husband was doing that to her, I think I would have to make a special trip. I I mean, I'm really sorry that happened to you, but man, you know what? It's like I can understand why you want to move to America and why you love this country, because it's completely insane that these people are doing this. I mean, for example, like in London, I've talked to people in London. And with all this crazy stuff going on over there, they don't know when the next explosion or the next, you know, time someone get ran down with a truck. I mean, because it's coming. Sadly, it's coming. I'm not trying to be Nostradamus to predict the future, but we all know it's coming, just like we all see it coming to America. They're trying to bring it. How do we, let me ask you, what what can we do to possibly try to stop this from happening? I know we can talk about it and try to bring more awareness and more education, but... Do you have like, what are some of the solutions that we could probably do to prevent this from happening?
2: All right, I'll start with this one. Education, knowledge is power if it's used. If it's not, it's like you've got a gun at home and a guy breaks into your house and instead of shooting him, you plead with him not to kill you. And then, of course, you're subject to his mercy. You have to have an ability to A know the enemy and then do something about it. Part of knowing the enemy is being able to identify the enemy for who and what he is. You remember during the eight years of the Obama administration, it was not policy to call radicals who blow themselves up in bus stations or shoot people in nightclubs or go into a community center in Riverside islamic terrorists or you couldn't say radical islam the euphemism was workplace violence remember all that bs yeah and yeah. over and over again it was simply an excuse to talk about gun control instead of oh my god there's a nationwide conspiracy of people that want to kill us because we believe that men and women ought to have certain rights and because that's what it is so once you're educated you have an obligation as an American to go beat down the doors of your elected officials, whether it's city, county, state, or federal. All of those people got into government at one time or another because they believed in the American way. They may not believe what you believe politically, they may be on this side of health care or that side of health care or whatever.
1: Right, But they
2: all, for the most part, want America to survive. You have to be loud and in their face constantly in an educated manner to get them to see that it's up to them to make sure we are protected. Get involved or you have no excuse. That's my take on it.
3: Well, I will completely agree with everything that he said, and I will add or emphasize on the fact that there is no way that any of us can fight Islamization and Sharia unless we know what is Sharia. And the reason is because there are so many different chapters that Muslims are allowed to lie straight up to your face. Under their Sharia, they are allowed to lie to you. So if you don't learn about every single chapter, every single trick, every single evil, there is no way you can read their hand. And the best way to do that, if you don't mind me saying it, is to hear it from people like myself who went through the entire Sharia for the first 15 years of my life. So education, 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 then education, a little bit more education, then, yes, as Barry said, get on the streets, demand your rights. We have the best constitution there is in the planet. And it was written for us, we the people. to so ask questions and demand answers.
2: You know, if you do nothing about it to protect yourself as an American, then you deserve whatever comes to you randomly. And if you think you can hide in your basement and this will all go away, you've got another thing coming. The Quran is a worldwide domination textbook and it has landed on our shores. Don't kid yourself, it's here. And it's going to happen with more and more frequency. And the more people want to include everyone's rights even the rights of killers to speak from the pulpit, the faster the enemy will grow. Can you imagine, as an example, if we had said, you know, we're not gonna condemn the Nazis, let's say this is like 1942, we don't wanna antagonize them. They have a right to do what they wanna do. And we're not gonna antagonize Imperial Japan because we don't want people to think we're anti-Japanese, right? Those two empires would have joined eventually and conquered the entire world. We would be slaves in labor camps today.
1: Or if we were alive. I mean, because look how, you know, in Nazi Germany, Hitler, he was exterminating millions of people just because they were not Caucasian. And they they were Jews, you know. He was millions so we probably wouldn't even be here because the whole their whole plan for them was to exterminate everyone that wasn't like them and it kinda sounds like it kinda sounds like these Islamic terrorists they want to exterminate everyone that is not like them you either comply or die
2: it's by the book or by the sword you will convert in other words in the Quran it talks about you'll have a choice at some point you non-believer You'll have the choice to either say, yes, I'm with you and I pledge my loyalty and my heart to Allah and Muhammad or you die by the sword. Those will be your two choices at
1: some point. Wow, that's amazing. And they're and they're wanting to bring that to America.
2: No, no, it's no. Will it's here. It's already here. here. It's here.
1: It's already here. So I heard, you know what, there was a, I was watching on Sean Hannity one time and he was mentioning about the 27 different cities throughout the country that have implemented Sharia in these little towns and they call them like no go zones for Americans. And there's actually videos online where they're showing people going to these towns and they and they, when they people come in there with the cameras, they make them leave. They force them to leave. So yeah, you're right, it's already here. And I know they probably call them a lot of sleeper cells. So it's like, it's like they're just waiting for the right time to, to do the attacks or whatever it is that they're going to do. I mean, it's kind of, I don't want people to be scared, but we should be aware of what's happening right here under our noses. And then we have people that are on the left that say that, you know, we need to be, I have one person tell me, he's on the left, tell me that we need to open up our borders. To these people that call themselves Islamic terrorists, ISIS, and show compassion to them. Let them in America show <laughs> compassion to them because then, but only then, will they stop wanting to kill us. No, I they, couldn't believe but, it that oh, it, I was hearing that. Go ahead. They, 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 they There's a
2: misconception among progressives that this has to do with the fact that if somehow the West, West has caused this antagonism. Right, and if we could just love them up enough. enough hugs and kisses and high fives and rainbows and skittles, they'll love us and then they won't want to kill us. This is ignorance. These are people that have never read the Quran. Those people that are coming here to kill us Will, are following the blueprint written 1500 years ago, which is dominate the world and convince everybody to either follow Islam, to become good observant Muslims. Or die by the sword so you can love them or you can hate them it doesn't matter your behavior is irrelevant that's what people don't understand this isn't two kids fighting on the playground over a soccer ball this is two philosophies one of which is bent on world domination and they're gonna get there if they have a lack of strong-bodied, able-minded, big mouths that are saying, not on my watch, I've got this constitution, and I'm going to defend it.
4: What?
3: What Barry exactly means in real life, because we have more than enough keyboard ninjas to sit behind their keyboard and say, not on my watch. Barry is referring to actual people like you, Will, like myself, like Barry. Who will actually do something about it? Let's put our keyboards aside and actually get up, unite, and do it. Just to clarify what he meant by not on my watch, he wasn't referring to the post on Facebook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you guys are open to it, but I, th- I think I would like to. We have like my 15 more minutes. And I'm going to open up the phone lines and see if, any, if we might get a couple calls, just to see if anyone has any questions for you guys that they would really like to know. So people can call in. So I'm going to put the number on the screen for anyone who's watching. It's 650-488-1076. If anyone wants to call in and ask a question. So cause we got about 15 more minutes left. I don't want to keep you guys all night. I'm not sure what time it is there. Is that your actual background, Barry, out your window? There is that. I mean, this is our
2: (laughs) this is our studio set. So sorry to to be a little misleading, but this is our studio.
1: It's very good. Maybe I need to put a city behind me. Oh no,
2: no, no, Barry. You know what's being misleading
3: is when CNN get a couple of people, line them up, and film them as peaceful Muslims rallying. That's
1: yeah. misleading. Yeah, we, Having that's a beautiful, good ocean pleasant ocean. background is absolutely not misleading. Yep. yep. Is this, uh, hello? Hello.
0: Where are you th- calling from? Well, I was calling. I love both of your guests tonight. And I wish they would go. I'm a little old lady from Ohio. And I wish that uh, they would go into more what? people can do. The people out here know what we can do, and we've got a group of uh, uh, bikers, uh, United um, uh, American Bikers, and uh, I want them to go into more what we can do as citizens to uh, make more people aware of this without being called terrible racists and terrible names.
2: You know, What's one of the things, it's a great question, I love the question, and the last part is the most important part. The stigma of being called an Islamophobe or a racist or an anti-Semite or whatever those labels may be are done specifically to cause you to freeze out of the fact of the matter is that you're probably a very good person and you don't want that label, right? So. The left that wants to include everybody, even as Will said, the ISIS people to come to America, because if we love them, they won't kill us, are afraid if they actually stand up for America, they'll be labeled something that sounds immediately horrible. You've got to be strong enough to say, no, I'm not an Islamophobe. I'm a pro-American supporter of the most brilliant document ever written to protect the rights of man, which happens to be the United States Constitution. And anybody that wants to take that away from me is my enemy. And make that your speech to everyone that you can get to listen to you. And I'll tell you something, the internet is incredibly powerful. You have a hundred friends, probably on Facebook and Twitter and instagram and your friends from church and your friends from work and your neighbors friends and family everybody ought to be talking to a hundred people a day about this threat that is just about to make america a country that you don't They're
0: recognize just taken over and job wise and just a crime and just all kinds of things and, and, and when you bring it up on internet then you just i'm taking a terrible beat down so bad that I won't. I don't even want to get on at the local level on the Facebook, like my local channel, uh uh, %uh uh, Fox, talk radio and stuff, because the people around us are the Democrats are so pro-Muslim right now that they just come out at you like crazy, you know, and you're you're almost afraid to stand up for your beliefs.
1: Yeah, absolutely, because you will be attacked. Every hateful group that has been created in America. Uh, The KKK, BAM, BLM, Black Panthers, uh, the Weather Underground, Antifa, Black Bloc, all of those, and now ISIS, are all supported by the liberal left. Every single hateful group that's been created has been supported by the liberal left. I completely agree with you. And people are afraid to say something because they're afraid of being attacked. Well, I no. call my uh, I call my politicians
0: at the state. I'm trying to get it, I'm trying to get through people back to the state and the city level to where these problems lay. So when you call your politicians out on it, and I call their office, you have no idea how bad they get, especially the Democrats. I mean, uh, and then you feel like you're you know you're really beat down from it, and you become like, what's the point and uh, until the Democrats start opening up and somebody please tell me, I want one Democrat to come forward and tell me why they are for this, why they want the, the Muslim religion, why they want to share, uh, the uh, beliefs in that, why, why they want them. And they can't, they aren't going to do it. You call a politician, you ask them them they won't uh... they won't even talk to you. Right. Uh, Pertman is now, Senator Portman won't even take your
1: calls if you bring the subject up. Well, wow, I believe now, let me it. Say, uh, ma'am, well, if I, you don't know, no, mind
4: me, just, just uh, a suggestion that, that comes to Let me mine. say
1: one thing. Caller? Caller, I want to thank you for calling in. I'm going to go ahead and get another call while they answer your question, okay? Okay,
0: well, thank, thank
1: you, Will, for all you do and These two people, I hope you get them again because
0: they're really, they have a yes. way of explaining it that we can all digest it and live with it. Absolutely. Thank
1: you, Will. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Well, I have another caller on the line, so caller, just hold. A
0: minute, that we can all digest it and live with it. Thank
4: you, Will.
1: Caller, mute your uh, computer. Just hold for a second. Go ahead and answer the question, please, Barry.
3: Well, one of the the things I do every time you call your politician, uh, make documents, get their names, put the date and hour down, and transcript what went down. And if you don't have enough exposure on your uh, networks, Always feel free to send that document of exactly who you called regarding what you called them and what was the response that is absolutely not helpful. You can always send them to info at org, and we will do an actual report on it. Because one of the best ways is to actually expose those politicians who are keeping their hands off of the case. So yes. send it our way. We will investigate, we will get more information, and we will expose them for what they're doing to us Americans.
2: That's yeah, one of the best I ways to add- we
3: can absolutely face them.
2: Let me add one thing to that. The college campuses from coast to coast in America are a breeding ground for insurrection. There's a tremendous number of, I would say, I call them left-leaning, but they're actually falling off the planet on the left side in terms of their hatred for America, and in political science, sociology, and government classes, any opinion that is even remotely middle ground is probably a cause for a a, a C or a D grade. And so it's gotten to the point where many of these universities and college systems are breeding grounds for the hatred of the American way of life. And what's interesting is dollars talk. And as donors who have made it in america who went to that school 30 years ago are being made aware of what's being taught on those college campuses and they're starting to cut off the donations guess what the boards of directors who hire the provost and hire the president who in turn hire the teachers who stay there are now being woken up to say hey the money flow may be cut off maybe we ought to balance our opinions It's all about calling attention, as Annie says, to the people that hate America. And the more that is exposed, politicians, law enforcement, educators, uh, people that are appointed in government, nobody wants to be embarrassed. Nobody wants to be shamed. And especially when you call them out, you can cause change
1: to happen quicker than you might think. Yep. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
5: Hi, Will. I'm calling from Missouri. I want to thank you and your guests tonight, and I appreciate everything everybody's saying. I have two questions, and then can I hang up so I can hear the response? Absolutely. Okay, the first question is, is, you know, when I'm, let's say, at Walmart, and I see, um, Muslims everywhere, can I assume that they, all of them want to, um, overtake America? and wish death to america and then my second question or are there truly peaceful muslims that don't want that or is it all about the tiki or however you pronounce the lying? then the second question is i have a family member in morocco who says that all of they all love him over there he's american are they lying in wait so to speak are they also part of this plan to dominate america So that's all I have to ask for right now. It's all so confusing. But thanks again so much. I'm going to listen now. Thank you.
1: Thank you for calling.
2: I've got about 10 answers. How many you got, Annie? (laughs) (laughs)
3: 2,500.
2: I'll I'll start. Okay. Um, For the lady that sees the Muslim women in full hijab at Walmart, the ones that are passive uh, politically and religiously, can live tolerantly of other people. They're not truly observant Muslims. If you're truly observant, yes, you want to take over America, yes, there is only one God named Allah and his one messenger, Muhammad, and if you believe that, then your mission in life is to help advance the Islamification, not just of America, but of the whole world. If you run into someone that's tolerant, it's simply because they are somewhat secular and they are not truly observant and not truly religious. Because to be religious is to follow Sharia. You don't pick and choose,
1: you follow it all. So Annie, you want to answer the second question?
3: Uh, Sure. My answer is um, I'm going to use an answer or an example many do use. I would say, imagine they just handed you a bowl of M&M and they will tell you three or four of them are poisonous. Go ahead and help yourself. I'd rather to look at all of them poisonous than take the risk to put one in my mouth and try to see if I'm going to survive or not. Is this profiling? It might be. But I would say 99.9% of those who are Muslim, now remember, the Phoenician of a Muslim is a person who follows Islam. That means you follow Quran, Hadith, and Sunnah, that is Sharia. So if you're following that, you are a ticking bomb. You may not want to take over America tomorrow, but if things get tough, you can change your mind and become a devoted Muslim and take over America.
1: Wow. So I, there was one person that I uh, wanted to call in. His name is Gabriel. So I'm going to bring him on with us. Gabriel, are you there?
4: Yeah. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. So um, I have a question. You know, I basically, you know, kind of know the answer, but I just wanted to ask this question because I think this is the number one question I hear from people. Um, is there good Muslims and, and bad Muslims, you know? And I kind of think you guys answered it, but I just wanted to ask it very clearly so that way um, people can, can get it straight. You know,
1: that's a good question, because there's a there's actually a, a Muslim gentleman that I talk to almost on a daily basis. And he always talk about how he I mean, he he will express how much he hates Donald Trump. So, I mean, in the back of my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, OK, you hate the president of the United States, but you're in America. And he, he also made the comment that he's thinking about getting out the country because it's becoming so bad here. You know, the Republicans, he said, they're destroying the country.
4: So I want to add to that, um, you know, because, you know, for instance, I'll give you an example. Um, You know, I've I've done a lot of music, and one of the people I've done music with is um, a really friendly person. You know, um, he's a really cool guy. He was in the Army, and he served, you know, the United States Army, went to Iraq, and he's a Muslim. And so what about... These people that have served our country—are they good Muslims, or are they just not? Are they secular, or not truly religious?
1: want yeah, to you guys answer that.
4: Let me go with that one.
2: My feeling is, on an individualistic basis, I believe in live and let live. I'm very libertarian in the sense that in America. As long as someone's not telling you what to do and how to behave and what to think and what to feel, um, you can you could probably get along with them. So the way I would define good Muslim or bad Muslim is the same way as I would define good Catholic or good Protestant or whatever. Are they trying to impose their beliefs on you? Are they trying to make you something you're not? Are they trying to take away your rights? Are they trying to subject you to a way of life that you don't want? If any of those questions are a yes, then you know what you're dealing with. You're dealing with someone who doesn't believe in the Constitution. And it's not just not just necessarily Muslim or not Muslim. It's whether or not they insist on changing your way of life over... Your dead body, if necessary. Anybody that wants to do that ought to be your enemy as a good American that believes that the Constitution is the most magnificent political science demonstration in world history, which, by the way, I believe it is.
1: Wow. You know what? Paul, well,
3: um, if, if you don't mind me, well, I'm just going to add a very quick note sure, next to it. Go
1: what, ahead.
3: Go uh, ahead. Uh, I'm gonna refer to Quran again. What we know of good Muslims, for example, nowadays something that's going on around is the one who are actually trying to reform Islam. So, in America or in the West, we call them good Muslim. You know, they're trying to reform. I would ask you to go check out Quran, 2nd Surah of verse 11 again, where it says, and when we tell them not to cause corruption on earth, they say, but we are not but reformers. So those to our eyes as good Muslims are the bad Muslims, allah warned Muslims way back in the time on the second surah verse 11.
1: Yeah. But hey, I want to thank both of you for joining me. I want to say one more thing. Um, I know July 8th, we're having a United America First Peace Rally here in California at the state capital in Sacramento. And Annie is going to join us. I'm very excited about that. Um, I wish you could join us too, Barry, but maybe the next one.
4: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I know a lot of people that are watching this, and you know, people that may watch the the, the recording after this. I want to make sure one thing is clear because I don't I don't per se think any of us hate people as people. If they even if they're Muslims, I don't hate them. the The problem is is that if I go into an airplane and I go in there and I say God is great, people will say yes. But if I go on the airplane and say Allah Akbar, people will go crazy. And if you translate that, God is great. <laughs> so it's, there's a common denominator of people that do certain things that come from a certain area. And and it's, it's, it's going all over the planet. And I can't even make it up. So it's not that I'm Islamophobic. I will talk to Muslim people all day because I try to understand where they're coming from and why is it. They're doing what they're doing, and I've learned so much from talking to the two of you. I mean, we most definitely need to do this again because we—I know—we could go on hours and hours and hours talking about this. And you guys have so much information in your head. I wish I could just download it all and go through it, but I know we never have. Well, we oh, no you can, time.
3: you can. Well, you can go to AmericanTruthProject.org and subscribe because we actually release daily newsletter.
2: Yeah, please listen to what Annie says. We do three or four shows a week. They're all educational. Every single segment of eight to ten minutes is going to teach you not only what's going on, but what you should do about it. If you go and sign up for our newsletter, it's free. You'll get it every day, and we don't charge for it.
1: Nice, nice. One more time. Say the website. AmericanTruthProject.org AmericanTruthProject.org
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come, do, come sign up. You'll get our stuff every day. Awesome.
1: Awesome. I want to thank both great of you for joining us. Great to be with you, Well, It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Good night, everybody. Again, go to the website, check them out, and also go to UnitedAmericaFirst.com. Uh, we're going to do this again, most definitely, and you guys have a blessed evening.